Welcome to another episode of Social Media Made Simple. And I couldn't be more excited because today we have a special guest. Welcome to Marcos Bravo, who is an industry expert with over two decades of experience. Branding, marketing, communications. He worked with some of the big names like Life Chat um, and Techland and... Currently, he's also running his own video creation agency, The Watermelon. Welcome, Marcus, to the Napoleon Cat Chat Salon. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's, it's an honor and a privilege because I've been following you guys for a very long time. Uh, I love the stuff that you're doing. I love your product. Um, I use it a lot. So it's, it's great to be here. Absolutely. And yeah, we have been following you too. It has been kind of like an ongoing uh, love and appreciation on LinkedIn. But now also we are starting a very exciting co cooperation. So exactly. um, I think I can spill the tea. Then uh, myself and Marcus, we uh, are preparing something very special for you guys, a new course in our very own Napoleon Cat Academy. But for our listeners that may not stalk you on LinkedIn, like, <laughs> I do. Um, could you just briefly tell a little bit of um, about yourself and your uh, professional journey so far? Absolutely. Um, well, so everything started like anything that happened before twenty years old. It was just a blur. When I was twenty, I left. Um, I left my country, Chile. I'm originally from Chile, and um, I went to do an internship in Disney World, and that's when everything went right or wrong whatever way you want to look at it and um i fell in love with the strategy behind the magic right is oh. how they make a magical place that is all about money still feels magical and that's when i started getting into sales and marketing i did a little bit of photography but on the on the event side trying to maximize profits not the artistic way yeah um and then I started traveling all around the world doing that in marketing. I opened a brewery for a while where I was the marketing manager. I was marketing manager for an executive company, uh, executive education company. So um, I was lucky enough to, for example, to meet Robert Cialdini himself and have a few classes with him. Um, you well, met the guy. Oh, yeah, I met the guy. I met the guy. It was oh, freaking God. awesome. Um, and then, yeah, many things. Uh, I met my wife in Fort Lauderdale in, in America. We moved to Poland. I was lucky enough to work in Techland with Dying Light and a bunch of different tech companies in between. And then with LiveChat, I became the face of a company, which was, it was, I never expected to do that. So just basically same values, same tone. Let's start doing videos. And since then, everything turned into the video side, which is actually funny because I study video. That was my degree. Your original, yeah. Um, yeah. So now going back to it, like setting up a camera and editing my own material and plugging microphones and lights, it's like natural to me. So it's so cool to be doing that. And because I'm also tired after 20 something years of marketing, it's great to do what I like, which is basically just share my values, my knowledge in the camera, like in front of the camera. So it's, it's been a crazy trip, a crazy journey, but I'm loving the this stage of it more than anything else. Yeah, and how did the watermelon come to come to life? How did that come together for you? Well, the watermelon is an, is an ongoing project. Um, I needed to create something because I, I left my my last job in PictoChart. Um, that was my last sort of permanent job. And I said, like, I need to try something on my own. Um, so I created something, I needed to name it somehow, and we found that my son, he couldn't pronounce watermelon, so he would say water lemon. So, all right, so water lemon it is. Uh, and it made so much sense because it's a weird word, doesn't really mean much, but it has that little strength that makes you laugh. And under that name, I'm sort of, it's sort of like my artistic name. So I've been doing a lot of things. I don't have anyone in the agency. I am the agency. And I... I've been creating content for a lot of companies under uh, under that name, um, and yeah, I mean, I it, and it's a scary thing. I, I don't want to recommend to you, hey, everybody go freelancing. It's not really that easy because you freak out a lot, and if you're anxious like me, you will be freaking out a lot. But um, it's also great because you have the freedom to work wh with whoever you want. 
people that actually listen to you, not just anyone. Uh, you don't have to follow that much instruction. This is the other way around. They will follow the stuff that you're recommending. So it's, it's sort of a really nice place to be. But yeah, it is not for everyone. I'm, I'm still not sure if it's for myself either, but um, I'm loving it at the moment. Okay. And from uh, one anxious um, uh, individual to another, like how do you, how do you make, a jump. I know so many people, including myself, I, I was working a corporate job for many, many, many years. And that step is so scary. For it me, is. I was kind of forced to because like I was moving countries. So whether I like it or not, I needed to make a change. So kind of life, you know, gave me yep. a kick and a bum. Uh, but how how is it for yourself? What what made you make made that scary jump? Um, well, I I needed to I needed to prove myself that what I had it was not just a job position. It, it was knowledge that companies were really valued, and I wasn't seeing that much when you have a full time job because you just have to sort of do a checklist of the things that you've been asked to do. So I wanted to take more of yeah. a driving uh, role, and I took the jump, obviously, I mean, I don't recommend you to, to, to take the jump, like eyes closed and just go for it. It's not that simple. I mean, eventually you will have to do that, but prepare yourself for it. So if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking of like, I'm, I might go freelancing, prepare yourself, maybe save enough money for a month or two of nothing coming in. Start taking little jobs, try to niche down your services because you might have a huge plethora, a plethora of services that you can offer through your experience and blah, blah, blah. But start with something very specific. I mean, for me, I did it the other way around. Start offering everything that I knew, mm. but then I move into like, wait, 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 wait. Like I, I'm not enjoying this. People is not really responding to the way I'm offering it. So maybe I can niche down to some certain things. And now I'm doing only video, mostly video, right? So I get together with companies like Napcat and, um, and we plan things together. We record things and here's my product. We're all happy because you already know what I know and how I talk and how I produce my stuff. So it's yeah. the, the best of both worlds, right? But yeah, eventually you will need to take that step, but maybe check the bottom first. Check how high it is before you <laughs> take the, before you take the plunge. Test test the waters. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of testing the water, was there anything that surprised you? both positively and negatively that you like, oh, even in like my wildest dreams or fears, I didn't see that one coming. Yes, actually, I have two two examples of, of let me start with the positive. So we, we have a higher note. Um, it's super hard to trust that what you're doing is the right thing, right? Uh, people will ask you like, well, can you prepare this project for us? And you will have in the back of your head, doesn't matter how much you know, that they're going to come no this is not what we asked for uh we hate this or dude you're you're not good enough that's always there for everybody but the positive thing is when you find that little thing that people will, will always say whoa this is good man thank you and that's it that's all you needed to hear fix your whole life and your whole business model because you start listening from your actual customer yeah that you're good at what you're doing so that changes everything and in the negative side, I am surprised with the amount of people and companies that completely ghost you. Um, mm, so it's and, not only a dating thing. No, not at all. It's crazy that you you have relationships with these people on LinkedIn, and you act like I. There's there are people that I met in person. We talk business. We're gonna do this and this and that. Perfect. Let's talk next week to start planning. Great. And then suddenly it's like, all right, uh, are we meeting? No, nothing. A week, a couple of days after two weeks, a month, and they completely ignore you for the rest of their life. And the funniest part is that some of these people or companies, they still go to LinkedIn and like my comments or like my posts. And I'm like, how dare you? You totally ignore me. You, you didn't even say like, look, I don't need your products at this point. No, <laughs> it just left and never talked to me again. So that, that's probably one of the bad sides that it will happen to you doesn't matter what. So they're this guy who doesn't respond to your messages, but they watch your Instagram stories. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. They will put a finger out somehow. I'm like, dude, don't. <laughs> Just spare, spare the finger. This exactly. is the, the finger of ignorance, magic finger of ignorance. Okay. Um, and with all your experience all through the years, what would you say is um, 
your personal approach towards branding and and marketing i know now you're more focused towards uh content creation but still like i i don't think you can get like your core out of you <laughs> anyways no matter what you do would you what what would you say is like your personal approach um and maybe what has um i don't want to maybe say set you apart from others but just um kind of i'm interested in your personal perspective um it's i think what makes a difference and and, and it takes a while for you to realize these things right um why people will choose you over other people and then and that happens right and in my case on the marketing side is that and i know i'm going to use a super marketing buzzword um, overused completely which is authenticity i i try taking projects of things that i didn't believe in like nfts or ai and whatever and when i record the material or wrote, or wrote about it it just it, it, i couldn't it, mm. something, and i'll be super open so like i cannot stand in front of the camera and start saying all of these things about something that i mean sorry i mean they're not agreeing or i still don't understand well um but when you find companies or or uh people or whatever uh, that you match the values and you have sort of a similar vision then it's a match made in heaven and that's what i've been lucky enough that when i show up i always all right what's what's your vision where do you want to take this and if we're in the same page they love you because you understand the values and you pass those values into your content so people can feel it too not because you're being full of bs totally the opposite you're sharing your own vision into their vision if that makes sense so it's like mm -hmm. you you're absorbing their values and putting them through your own words. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, I can absolutely see that. Um, also, like coming through in the content that we are we are creating, and um, I I'm one hundred percent the same. Like you cannot fake um, values, you cannot uh, fake engagement, and. Um, I personally am also in a in a moment in my life when I don't want to give my time and energy to any company that doesn't align with my values. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's and it's hard, especially in this market, right? Like everybody's sort of getting laid off, or uh, I mean, it's not an easy market right now for anyone looking for work. That's why if you find a company that you have that connection, oh, just hold on to it because they will hold on to you on to you too because you're sharing this sort of magical connection that it goes beyond business at least in my opinion and i think that's that's sort of what makes it makes a difference between my ser services um versus others it's like i don't treat anything as just a project that they're here goes it's like we do it together or otherwise we don't do it i don't like doing things that like you send me something and i'll i'll give you the product back it's like right exactly let's let's dig in like tell me more because i need to feel it otherwise it's just not gonna work and um yeah i know i know a lot of people say out out being authentic mm -hmm. i don't want to say out and no i cannot say <laughs> being authentic um is the thing but you you will I can see when I when I see a piece of content, even I will see if it's BS. The BS detector is is so strong, um, and and maybe it's a good segue to. Um, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about social media, talking about BS. So from from one elderly millennial to the other, um, what's your take on how? social media is evolving and where are we heading with all of this i i don't want to say this because i think social media does it has a potential still to be fixed to find the right way i mean after all we all join social media for the east the simplest reasons in the beginning right like i joined facebook just to know what's what was going on with my family what was going on with my friends from school mm -hmm. But then suddenly it becomes like a routine. It becomes something you have to check every day. So it's not anymore. And and then the whole business side of it, it just it makes it sometimes I'm lost in just 
sponsor, 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 ads, 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 ads. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and yeah, I did stop following a lot of people that I had in my connections, but come on, Facebook, give me something, right? And it's not only Facebook. I mean, the fall <laughs> or whatever is happening with X or Twitter is showing the same thing. It's evolving into something that if it doesn't take the right path, it's just going to end up imploding. It just is going to end oh. up being something completely useless. Uh, I mean, nowadays kids, they don't even use Facebook anymore, right? So it's, it's something that Facebook and all the companies, they need to figure out, well, how do we stay relevant? And that's why they're also blocking a lot of the ads, the all ads ways, so they don't bombard you with everything. Now, now you can pay to stay out of the ads. So it has to evolve in a way that goes back to the, the human relation, right? And, and that's why even social media managers have changed the way they talk. They don't sound anymore like companies. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the dude behind the keyboard in charge of social media. And you don't fall in love with the brand directly. You fall in love first with the dude behind the, the keyboard for social media. And eventually you love the brand because the brand chose him to be there, right? So it's, it's this whole idea of from for brands to put the human beings in front of it because people will trust humans first and then eventually the brand. But also is the, the, the evolution that I hope happens is that social media goes back to the human connection we want to connect people that has similar interests not just put racism and or, or whatever bad things in social media in front of people that they don't deserve it that they don't want it and it's not the it's not a thing of like i'm covering my ears or closing my eyes about this it's just like i want to connect with people that i like why don't i gonna join a group of things that i hate and yeah you know what I mean? And that happens basically fourth in social media nowadays, that you are exposed to things that you hate just to get engagement. I mean, the, the whole engage bait or, or rage bait yeah. is so popular now. You go out and say something that everybody's going to hate just to get the engagement. and you Because, you know, you will get friction. You, exactly. you, will, you will get reactions. But um, I'm wondering because i think everyone has the sense like i want to come back to what this was at a core but it's still not happening um at the beginning of this year everyone was telling oh my god communities communities brand needs to build communities did you actually see an example of someone who did that well um to be honest, I'm not even sure. I, I cannot pick a company to say like they are doing great. Um, I've been involved in many community building projects throughout my my career. Like right now, I'm even helping a freaking wonderful video game um, that is being made. I cannot talk more about like much more about it, but um, I'm in charge of helping with the community and, and start to find out like, all right, well, what is going to bring the people into the community? Because that's the hardest part, right? And, and and I don't think anyone is doing it great because people are just bringing very, I don't know, superficial levels of mm. commitment. So it's like, oh, you like red? We're the red team. Oh, yeah. And then people yeah. just stay, you know, <laughs> people just stay in that surface and they don't get into the deep side of the community when you become a, a loyal customer or actually a a brand ambassador right so like you, you belong to a community but you don't go out and invite more people and, and if that's the case you're not doing it right so i don't know i couldn't pick one company that I'm, i can say like they are doing great right now i i can think just of like one example there's this company out of canada they're called jasper ai and um they are generative um ai for imagery but what they were saying is that their community works because people actually have something to share. So they are sharing ways that they have used Jasper and they are um, exchanging uh, ideas how to utilize it and it's useful for them. And that's why the community kind of works. Like, because like one, you have something to show off and that's like the you know dopamine yeah. ego fueling thing that like oh my god Absolutely. this is cool. look what I did and then two, but now that you bring now that you bring that example um, sorry to interrupt you just quickly yeah um, I'm gonna mention the company that I'm I have to disclaim I'm working with them but now that you sort of pinpoint those things 
uh, growth mentor is doing an incredible work with people committing to help each other out mm -hmm. of just passion, right? So I, if I had to pick a, a, a company, and again, disclaimer, I work with them, uh, it's growth mentors. So you, you probably need to check what they do and how they do it, because it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah, I wanted to, to ask you about that anyways. Like, we, I'll bring we, it back after that. Yeah, uh, because that seems to be also like another, another project that they kind of getting people together and to help. And maybe, I don't know, maybe this is like my idealistic side, but I would like to see for social media to like come in this full circle and actually be again that medium for for information, yeah. for help, for feeling something else than just inferiority and frustration. <laughs> um, you know, that dark hole of someone else is having a better life and I'm not enough. Um, but this is, I think, like we, we went maybe to the deep philosophical oh, yeah. one. So uh, coming back a little bit down um, to earth. So what would you say like also again aligning with with all that we have said so far what is your view on um how can a brand use social media to form its identity so it's not cringe <laughs> i think i think um vulnerability in this case works great and this doesn't mean that you have to pretend to be something you're not just to get sympathy it's more about showing how good you are but also the things that you're not as good yet or things that you need to work on and it sounds like a lot of of what a person should do which i always recommend treat your brand as a person mm -hmm. and and show that side of like I'm very good at doing this, but we still have a lot of work to do in this area. And you don't have to do it specific with those words, but you probably get the point. It's like you show who you are with no fear of I'm not good enough here and there. Uh, just not too long ago, and I remember, I think you saw this post too. I posted on LinkedIn something yeah. that it was for me, which was about a couple of failures of losing some work and trying to get new work quickly and the feelings that I got through that process, which were definitely not the best feelings in the world. And I wrote that for me because I needed to get it out of there, right? Um, and it's been easily the best post I ever had on LinkedIn. Um, like, And you got like tons of engagement under there and people huge. saying like, thank you for this. And I feel the same. But that was, that was the best part is that the engagement wasn't LinkedIn engagement. It was people. It was like, wow, like I feel the same way. It was not like great post, man. No. It was like, oh man, like I, I feel just like you. That happened to me. Oh my God, like I'm not alone in this world. I got tons of calls that they were nothing business related. It was just people like, can you spare 15 minutes? I want to talk to you because I'm going through the same. And just people just sitting down with me over a Zoom call or a chat or whatever and just sharing. Oh wow, it's not easy, isn't it? Nope, it's not, man. But we have no other choice to keep going. But that was me showing my vulnerability saying like not everything is pink in my life not everything is great i have these big holes and this big or these bad moments that i have to get over it and to hear from people that are like oh yeah me too that's sort of the connection that you want to get with your brand in my case happened organically through a real feeling but if you're a brand you need to find what are the things that you can share honestly and authentically that can connect you on the human side, the human level with people, not just with the product that you have, right? So I think that's something that the social media managers need to look into it, how to show that human vulnerable side of the brand in order for people to understand, wow, okay, this, this is a real thing. They are, they're getting better. They're showing us their true face. So yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's probably a, a good direction in my opinion. Um, and I and I think before everyone thinks like oh my god we have to like show all over like um, you know um, f ups uh, <laughs> out there I, I don't think it always needs to be about oh like we got this wrong it's sometimes like genuine happiness just genuine emotions that that shine through although I have to say that on LinkedIn 
especially because it is a festival of like all those stories and I see this a lot that even if someone shares an authentic story, it always has the silver lining, you know, but yeah, like I pushed through and this is like so motivational and you're always like, oh God, this is another LinkedIn post. And what was so special about your post, it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a LinkedIn post. It was just like something very, very authentic. And I think it was like incredibly brave to, to do that, to post it on a platform that is, by default a festival of you know your your medals and your your being um you know yeah it's all about success right you know i i get up at five i meditate i have my smoothie uh, and then like i work yeah, for definitely not that, hour. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff so i i think so so again i, I think that a common theme that we kind of see here is that the alpha again being authentic i'm not gonna say that word today you're gonna have to Maybe. practice afterwards yeah yeah um so if we have being authentic on one side then what's on the other side like what or or maybe let's indulge ourselves and like what can go terribly wrong what we shouldn't do on social media then i I think what's happening a lot is the generic, and, and again, LinkedIn is a great example, is becoming generic, becoming part of the noise. Um, I see a lot of successful posts about people, hey, get my top 100 hooks for your emails, or here's a list of the top 10 subject lines for emails. So comment and I'll send it to you, right? That, I don't, I'm not sure if people stop and think like, there's 2,000 people asking for the same hooks that you're going to be using. How that's going to make you special? Like how, how using someone else's successes, maybe, because mm -hmm. you, you know, it's not always true, um, is going to make your brand sound different. And that's what is missing. Like uh, Brands are getting too comfortable with, and that's why AI is not, a, it's not magic yet. Um, take AI with a grain of salt and use your brain to work with AI. Because if you ask something to AI, maybe there are 500 people asking the same question. And it's not that each one is going to get a different answer. AI is being fed with the same information. So yeah. think how you're asking. Give them more information. Try to find out how that suggestion or post or whatever is it that you're getting from AI is going to be different from the rest. How are you going to make it different based on your experience and how you're going to filter that information through? Because otherwise... You're part of the noise. You're generic. You're there's nothing special about your brand. And go through LinkedIn and start scrolling. See what's special about each post. Everybody's like selfie. Oh my god, I wake up today so early to ten clients and stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on, nobody does that. And even if you do, you get tired really easily. Then you end up quitting. You're gonna end up with burnout. So is try to use that idea of like all the information is out there but you become the filter otherwise you end up being part of the noise and generic af that's yeah that's and um i guess uh the, one of the favorite things that i ever heard about working with ai is um treat ai as a, like a really basic intern so like imagine this is an intern person and whatever you tell the intern that's what you're gonna get so it's more of a question do you have an intern that's working uh and has to figure out everything on your own and you're just like throwing a bunch of papers at at the person and saying like figure it out or are you actually gonna take the time sit down with the person and say like this is what i want you to do okay you did it good i i'm well, I, I do tell to my AI that it did a good job. I don't know why I feel compelled to, but I feel like if it's they hilarious. one day want to kill us, I'm going to say, but I was nice to you. Remember, I was not, yeah. I, I do the same with, I have an Alexa. And I say like, music. okay, this is good, but then let's try to like do a little bit bit more. So but that's the thing. I, I had a I had a podcast episode with, a, with um, he's a mentor as well. And he's calling himself a prompt engineer this is Mike Taylor. And I used to laugh at the whole idea of the prompt engineer, like, dude, you're just writing stuff in there. 
But there is an engineering. I know, right? But there is an engineering factor, like literally, literally with the word that you can forge a better result from AI depending on how much you are giving it. So it's not AI giving you the answer; it's you providing the right information to get the good answer. Because yeah, I mean, you can get an easy answer out of just like write me a post for today, Halloween, and you get a. No tricks, no treats, whatever. But boo. <laughs> <laughs> but if you give them the like, for example, I, I use a lot of like, you are a marketer with 10 years experience in this area. Your uh, your speciality is this, and um, you need to write something about this with this format and blah, blah, blah. And the more you give it, and something that I didn't know that this guy told me, I was like, ask AI to ask you a question. So I put my prompt, I said, ask me five questions about that prompt. And AI will come back and say, like, okay, let me understand a little bit more. And ask me five questions, give them the answers, oh, and that creates something. It is, a, it is a great tip. It's like, please ask me questions about this and give them a number so you don't spend the whole day replying questions. But then ask me five questions about the subject that I just ask. And it will ask you, and then we'll start learning from your own input. So it's, I mean, it's something that we have to learn to live with. It's not going to stop. It's not going to disappear. Uh, and... The only way it's going to work well for you as a marketer is that if you filter that and work together with it. Because otherwise, again, it's just just words. There's nothing in it. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe this is uh, also a good moment. Um, maybe some of our listeners are thinking about, you know, a career in social media um getting started and you are now collaborating with the grow grow mentor growth mentor growth mentor, yeah. mm -hmm. growth mentor. so how um do, do you have any like tips how to start now um how to involve and um yeah, is for example, you know, do, do I have to now like go strong into the AI? What what would you say is now like the, if if you would I, teleport yourself back and you're now starting all over again, like what would okay. you do? What would help and and if growth mentor can can help um, so, people who, who want to go further. So, so let, let me let me do it in two ways. Like let me tell you a little bit what I'll do first, right? Um, if my daughter, for example, she will come and say, "Dad, I want to get into social media." You would be like, no, <laughs> no, never. No, no, I will definitely tell look, first, understand what social media, the social media manager role fits in marketing, right? You, not because you're great at TikToks, you're ready for a social media management uh, role, not because you post every day in Facebook or you're doing your own Twitch channel with video games, you're ready for it. You need to understand what's the purpose and what's the the role of it, right? Like how much are you really supporting a bigger strategy? If you understand that and you still like it, then start with a small startup or with a couple of small startups, but then you're gonna, but doesn't matter what, you're gonna have to work a lot. Um, social media is one of those jobs that you start doing everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you do the video and then you do the graphics because the graphic designer is busy with doing something else and you have to learn how to do Canva or pick the chart or, um, so it is a lot of work, but I think the first step is a great is a great thing to do because eventually you are the one talking to the customers all the time, and I love that. You understand the customer better than anyone else in the company. But you need to understand what's your role before you get disappointed. It's not just posting. It's not about being cool online and making jokes and make sure that the hashtags are right. It's understanding what is your part into this big picture, right? How do you really can help? How can you move things forward? Because sometimes companies just want a social media manager just because, and you don't want to get in there because you mm. are hated very soon. But if it's a company with a plan and you understand your role in that plan, that's where you want to stick in. And on the growth mentor side, uh, well, I mean, just to give you an idea, growth mentor is literally uh, over 600 mentors from top companies. I'm talking huge people. I don't know what I'm doing there, but um, all these big guys are ready to help all the people telling them or showing them their own experience, right? So you go there and talk to them. And that's probably something you want to do. Go and find someone either in Growth Mentor or somewhere else that has been through the experience. 
talk yeah. to them. Most people in marketing are very open to be cool. I think I, most people in marketing, I mean, they're always a, of course we are cool. <laughs> and they'll be happy to tell to talk to you, to tell you their experience, to tell you the good things, the bad things. So find someone who's been through it and and talk and talk. But yeah, that those are probably the things that I will do. Or I would tell uh, either my daughter or someone who wants to get in there. Awesome. And now continuing the tough and hard questions. So we have all been there. Um, I think it's one of the most challenging aspects of the job um, is, is metrics and measurement of efficiency. It's the nightmare of everyone working in marketing, um, how to actually, um, how to actually showcase your work. So um, talking from your experience, what, what, what worked and how to, how to talk to your clients, how to talk to your stakeholders about, about efficiency, about, um, you know, key performance indicators, all the scary words, the, yeah. the return of investments and all that stuff. Um, what's your experience and take on yeah, that? That's for sure. Not an easy part because not, not every audience understands marketing the same way. Mm -hmm. Not every values marketing the same way. Mm. So you need to be very smart into presenting what are the metrics that they really matter? What are the things that you should stop thinking about it? Like if, if um, they call you and say, okay, Mark, we, we need to start a campaign to get more followers. Look, you want more followers, we'll pay for them. If, if, that's, if, if it's the number that you're looking for, you can buy followers. You need to let them understand what's the process and how it works. If you get a follower that is not engaging or not converting or doing anything with your content, what's the point? So in every KPI or every metric needs to be connected to each other to a final goal. And the final goals are for you to decide, obviously, with the company. But what I always sort of put in the top is organic engagement and organic search. Uh, if I have to name something that you have to pick quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's something for you to show that you're making a difference. For example, if you create a Black Friday campaign, see what happened with that Black Friday campaign because not everything ends up in the conversion. So don't aim for that straight away. You need to build something first. So when people start looking at your company in organic search, for example, you're showing brand awareness. You're showing that you exposing in yeah. every channel is working. Right. Um, same thing with with visits. Like suddenly you start getting a lot of direct web visits. Wow, that's brand awareness times five already. You're you're moving forward. So it's you need to create your own journey inside the marketing area. You, I don't think you should just say, okay, what do we need? Followers, perfect. Let's work on followers. No, no, no. Make the followers part of something bigger. Why do we need followers? Because we want to take them through this journey. And tons of people is going to tell you, oh, yeah, the customer journey is dead. It's never been true. It is true. People has a certain way of doing things. It's not going to be the same for everybody, but you, that's why you start segmenting later, right? So it's a whole work that you have to do, but the journey is there. So make sure the KPIs make sense for a final bigger goal that is um, harder to measure, but is more relevant than any of the little bits. So if you're moving this, this one on top that is harder to measure, but it's still moving forward, you're doing something right. And then you can start testing. Then you can start, well, if I remove this one, what happened? If I take my podcast out, oh my God, like people start to, like checking my stuff less or I'm uh, getting less engaged. I'm getting less comments or whatever. Let's put it back. Let's take this off. Like, well, what if I delete my uh, Twitter channel? Oh, nothing happened. Goodbye, Twitter. Right? So it's it's complicated, but it's up to you to show a, a progression, a journey of everything that you do. You don't promise... And it's probably a red flag for you as a social media manager if you're hired to accomplish one goal, mm -hmm. like, especially a small goal like more followers or more views. <clears throat> then that Try means like you, you, your employer doesn't really get it. And it's exactly. a matter of education, right? And you can only educate so, so much, right? You can only tell them and show them how things really are. And if they don't see that, they just need a... a a, a, a pen pusher, how you call mm -hmm. it. Like you, do you think someone would do whatever they ask you to do? Yeah. So yeah, 
that's probably the way um and what are your thoughts on like being on all platforms versus choosing a very streamlined approach you I don't think you're going to be able to keep it up and you're going to get super frustrated. Um, yeah. But you need to test. doesn't matter what. I mean, but also this work comes from before. You are analyzing your customer. You're trying to find your ideal customer so you have an idea of where do they spend their time. If you're aiming for 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds, for example, you know Facebook is not a big deal for them. They don't, like, why are you going to waste your time trying to promote something where they're not there? But that's the word that comes from before with a marketing team looking at where does our customer spend their time. So then at least you have a base of saying like, all right, well, I'm going to aim my first four channels here. And then in the future, I'm going to try Pinterest now. Let's see what happened with Pinterest if I start posting yeah. in there. So give it three months, four months. Nothing is an immediate. Uh, nothing happens so quickly, right? So give it a try for three months, four months, five months, whatever. It works. Perfect. Put it into your channels and keep working on it. Um, one of your channels is doing nothing, well, stop doing it. I remember, for example, websites. Everybody needed a website, right? Mm -hmm. It's a must. Now I'm, I stopped my website because I couldn't, I couldn't really um, have anything in there. Like I, I was so like, oh my God, I need to put something in the website. It's just taking time that I don't need. And I remember this company that we used to work with is called Now This, which is a news company. Um, their website, what I just love, you'll go to nowthis.com and it will say, website right it even sounds old so yeah. we're not here find us on social media that was it and i loved it because they're they're acknowledging that you don't need to have something everywhere find where your customer is spending time focus on that first and then experiment mm -hmm. yeah and then um i guess the final questions because we're slowly getting towards the the end of our conversation is um um in terms of types of content kind of similar similarly do you think now many people say now that video content is like the thing um what's your take on that um i'm, I'm gonna have to see, like to say to diversify does it still make sense to put like static pictures it does it does i mean um i i i have to say for me especially as a video content creator mm -hmm. video is king doesn't matter what yeah. i but it's not for the reason that people think i'm not i never look at video of for algorithmic reasons um i look for it for connection reasons right people mm -hmm. connect with you looking at them through the camera talking to them like um, usually when i do videos that they're more I don't know, like intimate, and I mean, I don't mean in the wrong way, but uh, like when I'm trying to talk one to one, I don't, yeah. I don't go with the whole, hey, folks, when you guys do this, no, I talk to you directly to you, and I try to look at the camera to make that connection. So when you watch this video, you you suddenly forget that you're watching a video, you're like, oh, having I'm having a, a little, yeah, we're having here. coffee, yeah, Ex exactly, right. But I wouldn't say drop everything you're doing and do video. I will say add to everything you do in video, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't know yet what is what to take off, what, what is not working, or what can you replace with, with video. So add video on top. See how much effect is bringing into it. And then start, like I said before, testing, pulling things down, or, or just doing less on certain things. But <clears throat> video is one of the best ways, but it's also one of the hardest for companies to start because to find someone who can talk in the cam like in front of the camera or, or mm -hmm. really express the message not being cringe and scripted and all that is hard. It, it is. Right? It is. So it's, it's something that they definitely need to look into it, how to do it properly. So it's also a selfish plug for my services. Like that's what I do for companies, right? It's, I'll, I'll sit down with them and say, all right, show me your content. Let's talk about your values and your sort of your tone of voice. And let me see if I can replicate that in an authentic way. And if I if I can to do I can do that, I'll be your guy, right? Like I, I'm doing, for example, a video uh, right now, a, a series for a robotics company, right? I I didn't know much of robotics, and I told them like, look, I want to show in the video that I don't know much of robotics. I want to mm -hmm. show that I'm learning with them, and we like the approach, and that's what we're doing in the series. So it was like, as much as I talk about robotics, 
I'm also sort of teaching myself through, I never say like, this is my experience because I don't have any. It's like, this is what I've learned in the last few weeks or whatever. So I'm going to show it to you now. Yeah. So that, 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 yeah, definitely makes a difference. And yeah, video is, is my top way of content. And um, um, for people who are listening and want to start, I, I know by myself, it's, it's at the beginning, it's intimidating because you feel like, oh my God, I need so much gear. I need this, I need that. I cannot start because like, I have to set up a studio. What would you say, say like three things to start with? Oh, yes. And how not to get tangled into it. So as, as the top sort of advice, right? There's three things, live, sound, and video. If you have those three things well covered, and I don't mean top-notch um, equipment, right? Video, you have your phone. Lights, you can find a ring light anywhere nowadays. And microphone, if you like, even the, the microphone, the iPhones and, and top Samsungs, they're very good. But those are the three things. People, we need to, people will forgive video and lighting if you have good sound but it wouldn't mm -hmm. work the other way around. If you have terrible mm -hmm. sound and gorgeous image, they're not gonna stay with your video. Now, the second thing, grab your phone, record yourself talking about the things that you like, talking about the things that you know, so you can show yeah. that confidence behind your words, right? And then when you're ready, share it. Or actually, not even when you're ready, just share it. What's the worst thing? I think share it before you're ready because perfectionism kills so much. Yeah, I, I know this. I know so many people who are brilliant, but they're like holding on to their projects because I think like, no, this is like, oh, I cannot, I cannot go live because I'm yep. not prepared. Ma, 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 ma. Just do it. Do exactly. it. Exactly. Even exactly. from an anxious person, I can say like, be afraid, but still be afraid, but still do it because Absolutely. you're authentic. And that's, I, I guess, <laughs> we. I, I wanted to do a, a, a conversation around social media and branding, but we ended up with a conversation around authenticity. Being authentic and being authentic right now too. Um, but I, I think that's that's basically the message that yeah. like you, you your your product, your passion about the product, your your personality, your own personal brand will always kind of and, um, and also through. and also I mean everybody's talking about authenticity, right? So you might think, well, it's just going to become another trend, so everybody's going to try to be authentic, but that's not how it works. Authentic means it truly means when you're doing it for real, and it's not. It's just like when people talk about storytelling. It's not like salt and pepper that you can. Oh, I'm missing some storytelling there. Let's put some. No, it's just the natural way of doing things. Storytelling yeah. is just the natural way, like the human way to tell something that happened or whatever. Same with authenticity. It's just the natural way for you to show, okay, mask out. This is who I am. Uh, I feel that I'm very good at these things. I feel that I'm not very good at those things, but I'm happy to talk about it and start growing together. I mean, think about your own relationships. Like how many of you lost girlfriends and boyfriends just because you were pretending to be someone else yeah. but you maybe found the right person when you did the opposite or the, the relationship feels right when you can let that person exactly. kind of out and, and shine through yeah exactly. absolutely um all right so at the very end of our podcast with the guests we are having this fun section cats meow the personal questions um so most important questions of all cats or dogs i hope you're not gonna fire me after this but i have to go with dogs <laughs> no, no i no i, I had cats my whole life and i love them but if if i had to take one last one for a for an abandoned island i'm gonna have to go with dogs team dogs still uh, we are on a roll with guests and uh, <laughs> team dogs um do you have a favorite social media platform and yeah, I, I have to. I have to stay with LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. Is is because I found my tribe. I stopped trying to sell things on LinkedIn. I just share my work, and my little tribe uh, supports me. And they criticize me when they have to, and we talk. And I support them as well. When I see a post by, uh, for example, I have a friend who sells kitchen equipment, and he always had so much history behind those equipment. It was like I had to go and say, "Wow." I learned something from your post, man. Awesome. That was a great thing. Yeah. And we support each other that way. We don't create pods or anything. We just literally 
are picking the people that oh we we will be friends outside this linkedin right so i'm i'm following you so yeah linkedin yeah. linkedin 100 um and then finally is there anything you're watching listening or reading right now that you could share with our listeners that absolutely blew your mind um on the reading side i am actually reading a kitchen book a cooking mm. book yeah which is uh snoop dogs recipes and, oh my and God. you have to find it because it's hilarious he will teach you how to from frying bacon all the way to creating these crazy dishes but it's because of the tone is just so fun and cool so <laughs> that's what i'm reading and watching i'm i'm just gonna have to be part of the whole world and be sort of very uh common a commoner a simp uh but i'm watching loki uh loki is it has me oh. like oh my god it's such a good show is there a new season though or oh yeah yeah season two is already in the fourth episode and the last episode oh. finished with a with a cliffhanger that i cannot miss the one coming next oh my time. gosh i have to watch i didn't oh. realize it's out i, Crazy. I love the, the first season um all right uh marcus thank you so much for your time um tell our listeners how they can find you how they can find uh water lemon and maybe uh if is there anything exciting that comes up for for you now that you want to share um so the best way to find me and where i share my work is go to linkedin marcus bravo c that's um you'll see my face straight away so i'll I'm not easy to forget, <laughs> and uh, that's that's basically the, the, definitely the best place to find uh, what I do and to connect with me as well. Uh, there's a few series that I'm I'm working on, uh, including the, our collaboration with Napoleon Cat. Uh, but there's a lot more of where that come from. I'm working with a uh, with a company in Las Vegas, uh, with a company in the U.S. about immigration. So there's the a lot of things happening. But my main channel of communication will be LinkedIn. So I'm happy to become your friend over there so just go ahead and let's connect okay so uh people connect with marcus good things uh, are coming out of this as we can see and for our listeners thank you for tuning in as usual if you have enjoyed it subscribe to us follow us perhaps leave us a review and until then have a terrific time and um stay authentic you guys thank you <laughs> meow meow <laughs>